The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Two players, two sides. Do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? One is light. Hey, damn it, run! One is dark. We're the good guys, Michael. Son of a bitch. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! Dude? You all, everybody! Let's go, friends. You all, everybody! You all, everybody! Acting like it's stupid people when it's fancy clothes. I love you, Benny, but if we can't live together. Nice, as friends. I've always loved you. We're gonna die alone. Don't you leave me. I'm so sorry. Guys, we have to go back, Kate. I love you. We have to go back! Hey, welcome back, everyone. We have to go back. A Lost Rewatch podcast. The gang is all back, ladies and gentlemen. Future to the nooch. What's happening? Dave does. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Keith Stewart. It's so good to be back. Jess Grisbaum. Hey there. And Fuge, we have a new co-host. Why don't you introduce the world to our newest co-host? Are you talking about the puppy? I'm saying you brought your bitch to the Waffle Hut. Or to the <laughs> podcast <laughs> recording. You brought your bitch to the podcast recording. Uh, I I mean, I brought a, a literal female dog, yes. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I got a new puppy. I'm very we, excited. We all know Future doesn't have any bitches. That's okay. And I got one. Just, just come on, puppy. And every single one of us on this podcast is super disappointed. You didn't name it Shannon. But tell the yes. world uh, what your puppy's name is. My my puppy is actually named Kate, believe it or not. Uh, and it is funny because uh, it actually had nothing to do with I'm totally editing this whole part out so the world thinks you named it after Kate. I, I mean, you control the reins on that. I can't really <laughs> stop you, but <clears throat> I, don't mean, believe, my, my, I don't believe one second of it. <laughs> no, my my last dog was, uh, you know, named Beckham. And I wanted to do, you know, like an honorary tribute, kind of like homage to him kind of thing. And I was uh, mistakenly and completely uh, incorrectly under the impression that uh, he was married or dating one of the, the famous Kates, uh, either Upton or Middleton or Beckinsale or fucking whatever, one of them. Um, or Katie Couric. Yeah. Def- definitely married to uh, Victoria Beckham, uh, which obviously makes significantly more sense. Uh, former Posh Spice. Uh, but whatever, Kate was already in the hopper and it's stuck and I already printed the ID tag. So, uh, Kate, it shall remain. Oh, and, and Kate has a good episode today. So that works out well. I mean, can we, I mean, Kate Austin, was he not dating Kate Austin? Was he dating Kate Austin? I mean, he should, who wouldn't want to date Kate Austin? I I don't know. Like that was, he may have, I, I, (laughs) he's, the point is he's been married to Victoria for, a while now like they have several children together i believe so you know i i was working with bad information i executed based on bad information but you know whatever if uh, if danny devito and real perlman can't make it last what do any of us chances do we have um well they were i mean I, would you want to fuck danny devito or real perlman I, I i can definitely understand why that did not last no comment I need <laughs> So br- breaking news, I just looked up and uh, Beckham did not date a Kate. He dated a Carrie, a Jody, a Claire, a Julie, a Victoria, a Sarah, a Selena, an Esther, and a Rebecca. Yeah, no, Esther, I like Esther. Go with Esther. I, yeah, you should name the dog Esther. Yeah, yeah, change it to Esther. Naming the dog Esther. Get the fuck out of did here. Did he date a Shannon? <laughs> That's what we really want to know. No? Right. What was that? He did. Did he date a Shannon? Because that's no, no. I would have. That, that would have been the uh, first thing I mentioned if he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we mention something else? Season two, episode eleven, the hunting party. Um, quickly, what do you guys think of this episode? It was awesome. Great episode. 
it was all right. Yeah, I would say I would say it's like it was like maybe five or six out of ten. Just, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was it 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 moved the narrative along. Jesse's just upset because next week is the greatest lost episode ever, and he cannot wait to talk about it. So that's why I've been, he's upset. I've just been dreading it. So the, it settled on me now. There's nothing left between us and fire and water after this. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> well, let's get into the nitties and the gritties on this. This was uh, this aired January 18th, 2006, one week after the previous episode. Directed by Stephen Williams, who he's mentioned before. Uh, this is the sixth episode he directed and the fourth of season two. So out of the 11 episodes for season two, he directed four of them. So that's what? Uh, a third? Is that a third? Pretty close to a third. Yeah. I was going to let you struggle with math. <laughs> I didn't know Base. math would be involved in this podcast. Base arithmetic. There, there are numbers <laughs> that we'll talk about later, but, uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, written by, uh, our good friend, Elizabeth Sarnoff, just only her second episode. She is. And how are you good friends already? We're not. Is it, uh, is it Christina Kim's first episode? It is her first. And as they mentioned in the Darleton podcast, the first thing that she ever had made her first screenplay ever. And yeah, I think uh, she was like uh, a writer's assistant or something like that. And she, so she got kind of called up to the big leagues for this. I think. Yeah. And, and one thing I know we've mentioned on here before, I should say, give credit where it's due. Jesse mentioned that by this point in the show, every episode is tag teamed. So there's two, at least two people, a couple episodes, there's three people, but for the most part, two people writing every episode. So, and they, they kind of work together. So, this is uh, Liz and Christina's first that they've done together, obviously, if it's Christina's. But um, they did everyone together for a while. So, uh, And then Liz branched off. I don't know if Christina left the show or what, but uh, yeah, interesting. So, And uh, all of the build cast appeared in this episode except for two people. Who wants to throw a shot at the dark and who was not in this episode? From the um. Start? Uh, Rose know. was not in this episode. Well, she's not in the starring cast. Oh, fine. Yeah, because uh, she doesn't matter. And actually, neither is uh, Bernard. He is not in the starring cast either. He was also not in this episode. But Okay, then we... Does the pre-roll count? No. So is it Libby? Walt? Libby. Well, Walt is no longer in the starring cast. But uh, oh, Libby is geez. one, though she is mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't see her, though. And do you know anyone want to take a shot at the dark who the other person is? Uh, we didn't. Oh, see oh, it was, it was, it was Michael. no, no, it was uh, Michael. It was the, Michael uh, was in like the yeah, the no, no part of the episode. It was, it was what's his name? Um, the the guy from Africa, Mister Echo. Yeah, Echo. Mr. Echo. Right? Wait, when did did we, we see Michael at any point? Yes. Yeah, he, yeah. Michael was a center point. Did you write watch the right episode? I think so. He's in the beginning. <laughs> but oh, was he like the for like two seconds, then he's yeah, not yeah. there for the entire rest of the episode. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right, right. Okay. But those two seconds count. Yeah, okay. Yes. Well, right. And uh no co-stars in this episode, but build, you know, in the end credits, but a bunch of people in the guest starring role. Uh Paul Cuffin coming back, our good pal John Terry is Christian Shepherd. One of my favorites. MC Ganey back as Mr. Friendly. Spoiler alert. Who, who is Mr. Friendly? What? What? <laughs> what? I don't think he knows the name. He's I don't the, know the name. He's the other that we see. Oh, he, the, the bearded the, guy that looked like he was from West Virginia? Yes. He's the guy that uh, he'd stolen raped the shit out of Walt. Okay. For yeah. Everyone but nobody, living nobody in ever... West Virginia, you can reach us at... We have, to. <laughs> <laughs> but but we we never formally gave a name in this show. I have said Mr. Friendly like twenty times, but right, I, no but one I've never put two and two. How am I supposed yeah, but, to associate that? But Keith is was not able to remember that through all the alcohol. So anyone named uh, Je- anyone not named Jesse remember? Wait, wait, wait! I do not drink. Future, what are you talking about? <laughs> you're what are you liar. He, 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 right he, now. 
He takes it intravenously. We yeah. we have a yeah, whole yeah, podcast <laughs> where several C-Broms were dropped in an episode that you weren't drinking in. <laughs> so, so anyone on here not named Jesse know what Mr. Friendly's first name is? Uh, they do say it later on in an episode. Spoiler alert. It's, it's, oh, it's not just like John Friendly? Well, it's a real first name, yeah. Oh, it is not John. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Bob. Love good guess, not, not correct. Does you know what his first name is? Um, no. Jesse, tell him. Tell us all what Mister Friendly's first name is. Wait, um, Terry. It is Tom. Tom. Tom oh, Friendly. I, I picked the wrong three letter name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, we also get uh, Monica Dean is Gabrielle uh, Busney or Bosney. Bosani, maybe. And then Ronald <laughs> Gutman is Angelo Bassani, who is, of course, the daughter and the older gentleman getting the surgery. And then another one of my favorites, Julie Bowen is the great Sarah Shepard. Love me some Julie Bowen. Uh, this day covers, uh, this episode covers 51 and the beginning of 52. And it is a Jack centric episode. So. Just jump into it, man. Uh, this episode opens in a Jack flashback. So I'm trying to think off the top of my head, the last episode that ended in a flashback besides the, the what is it? The first 48 days, which that whole episode was a flashback. The last one I can think of that opened in a flashback was when Jack was getting beat up. Jess, do you recall any other times that it opened in a Jack in a flashback, actually? I feel like there's at least one or two others, but I can't place them right now. But it, it doesn't feel like it was that far. It was it's been more recent than that. Because that was what, third episode of this of the series? Was it that far back? Second. Uh, I guess. Second episode. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's it's just Jack episodes, or maybe uh so anyway, so it opens on a Jack flashback uh, with Christian, or, or or we could just say they started. They pretty much started to jack off with the show. They started <laughs> <laughs> brutal. <laughs> yep. Why is, that, why is this the first time that's come out? <laughs> that, uh, I, yeah. I, I I've earned at least like ten of those throughout my. You know, it's brain. on a different bank and it's so much work to push this button a couple times. No, you gotta cue that up to speed dial. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we need more muted trombone in, in this show. So more muted trombones and less big mic. Yes, I would be a fan of that. <laughs> All right. I think they both mean the same thing though. There you go. <laughs> they can yes. be used interchangeably. Yeah. You're right. What? A big mic should be a big fail, is what that should be. <laughs> <laughs> you can, is that canned laughter? He's trying out some it canned is. laughter. It's, it's right. very. I don't like it. I, right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't like it. All right. So we open up with Jack and Christian, and uh, he's he's. They're kind of explaining with this Angelo guy and his daughter talking about that he's not a candidate for surgery. Um, Jesse, before we kind of get started on this, did they choose the word candidate on purpose here, or was it just a coincidence? I'm going to go coincidence. Uh, I mean, that's that's literally what it's called. Uh, yeah, that's just... But that is a word so. that uh, has a very large I, meaning later on in the show. I mean, I understand it, but you're literally a surgical candidate. Like, that's that's just the terminology. Well, did they use that term later in the series... Because of the referencing to surgery, you're spoiling that. You're spoiling. You're on the may, yeah. something. I they mean, made Jack a surgeon, so they could use that term here and later on to tie it all together. You know, so that seems like a big reach. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was it a regular reach or was it a reach around? <laughs> 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 And no one. That, that's where people stopped listening. All right, got it. Got it. <laughs> so uh, I think this 
the best episode we've ever done so far. <laughs> <I agree. laughs> so uh, Angelo, the man, explains that uh, well through his daughter that he actually came for Jack to do the surgery and not Christian. So Fuge, let me ask you the first question here. Uh, besides, I guess the second question: uh, Did this guy know? that the way to get to Jack was to boost his ego or are all doctors kind of arrogant people like Jack surgeons? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, you got to remember, uh, surgeons and, and, and practitioners are, are different in a lot of regards. Uh, surgeons are cutters. They're, they're like the, the athletes of, of the medical field, you know, uh, so yeah, I mean, adults, most doctors in general, like having their fucking ego stroked. They, they have savior complexes. They, uh, they very much like thinking and feeling like they're smarter and better than everyone else. So, oh yeah, placating ego is definitely a way to win over a, a, a doctor, but, uh, especially a, a surgeon. Yeah, I agree. At least we know that's how Jack loves the challenge. Just but, stroke those balls a little bit. But and Christian, do whatever you want. Christian didn't see fa- seem phased by it. You think he's just grizzled to that? And no, well, because he's thinking more pragmatically. He's going, "Hey, this guy isn't going to live." It's a you know, surgeons don't want to take on candidates that they think are going to die. Uh, one, uh, it's just bad on their record. And- it just fucks up their record to have people die and have unsuccessful surgery. Christian is also so the they, chief of surgery for the hospital. So that's kind of important. Yeah. So he doesn't want to take his hospital to take on a surgery where there's a high likelihood of the patient not surviving. Like it's just, it's bad medicine. It's bad business. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we then go to the hatch where we see Michael who was in this episode uh, he stole a gun. He knocked out John and is going after Walt. By the way, we didn't see the scene where he knocked out John, right? Yeah, so I didn't just... think so. That was in the previous episode. Did we see it in the previous episode? I don't, I don't think we did. I think it just happened off screen. Okay. I don't think we saw Michael in this episode. No, we did see Michael. We just didn't see him knock out Locke. We, we saw him holding the gun up. Now, yeah, Locke, Locke was sorry. Locke was this, was knocked out, and um, he woke up with Michael with a gun at him, right? But we didn't see the part where he actually knocked him out. That's oh, I saying. must have turned away during that like ten seconds because I swear I don't remember seeing Michael in this episode. Anyone else think that John was was playing possum here, and that he let Michael have the gun and? Pretended to be knocked out. No, nah, so? I think it's like Gilligan's Island rules, like one coconut to the head and everyone goes down. <laughs> yeah, that's I never thought of it. I never thought of that as a possibility. I didn't think about it either, but I think that Michael was probably so uh, passionate to, to get his job done that he wasn't going to uh, like make sure he was going to make sure that he got knocked out. So. So does why he hit him good? Why did Michael not just ask for the gun and explain his plan? John seemed like he would be into it the last episode. He took him shooting, and that's he's not really a critical thinker. That Michael, yeah, I I don't trust. I, I, you know, I don't like uh, Michael's decision making and his judgment. (laughs) What decision making ability? That man just reacts, and that's it. I mean, I, if you're, if I'm Michael, I'm pretty sure if he talks, he's leaving that place with a gun. And potentially Locke as a tracking ally. Yeah. He's like very, he he's just, a, I guess, always fucking let his rage get in the way and misplayed it. Yeah. I don't know. There are a hundred better ways to handle it than what he did. Take that, Christina a, M. Kim. Remember that for next time. Here's the, re- here's the reason he does that is because he does not trust Locke. Simple. He just doesn't trust him. He doesn't That's think fair. That, he doesn't think that he's going to let him do he doesn't he doesn't want to risk him saying no. He's never trusted Locke. That's not right. with his kid, not with anything. That's true. He doesn't really yeah. trust anyone though, does he? Yeah, but especially not Locke because he was teaching his kid to shoot and throw knives and shit. Well, he also didn't trust Jin, and now Jin's his best friend, as we find out later in the episode. Yeah, well, he's, well, whatever. Michael's an ass. What do you want? <laughs> All right, so then we go uh, uh, We go to the beach, and we see Kate and Sawyer. 
they go down to the hatch and luckily uh, they let Jack and John out of the uh, armory and then Jack, John and James go after them. It sounds like a Dr. Seuss book, but uh, <laughs> they go back after mm. them. So do you need the horn for that one? Oh. <laughs> All right. So then back to the flash. I'm sorry you ever found that button. <laughs> I had it the whole time. I think I've even played it before. <laughs> All right. So then uh, we go to the flashback, and Jack is uh, looking in on uh, Angelo, and uh, he finally makes it home early in the morning. Actually, I guess he was taught, he wasn't talking at. Well, yeah, yeah, because he did talk to Gabriella. His daughter came in and talked to him for a little while. And then he ended up going home. Uh, and it's early in the morning. Sarah's getting up and she tells him about the pregnancy test. It was negative. So, Keith, at this time when you were watching it, did you pick up on the fact that uh, they were having troubles? A little bit, yeah. I mean, just because there seemed to be a lot of distance between them. So, I mean, is that... Like really, the only reason for that scene, you think? Um, I don't know. I I didn't see any other reason, but I'm. Well, sure I guess I, it's I also building else. towards yeah. the kiss later because he's kind of yes, buddy buddy with Gabriella. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had to show some animosity, some distance, some tension between them because she was just like, Ugh, "Don't worry about it. It was negative." Like. I know you didn't want this kid. We're clearly not ready to take the next step as a couple. Like they're supposed to be married. And, you know, he's just like relieved that she's not with child. Like that's not a healthy sign for the relationship. I definitely picked up like some trouble in paradise from this scene. Now, do we know at this point in the show that he's not with her, right? Yeah. Like on the island. Uh, you know, yes. 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 I think so. Yeah. Because there was a there was a flashback later that he wasn't with her. Oh, yeah, he said that he, he used to be married. Yes. Yeah. When they were at the bar and he was with. Uh, oh, Anna yeah. Lucia. Yeah. 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 Good yeah. memory. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's when I questioned it. I'm like, wait a minute. Why was he saying he used to be married? All right. So then uh, we go to uh, we get, go back to the hunting party after the scene, and Kate wants to go with, but she does not have a J name, so Jack won't let her. Um, does you think Wait, Jack? Because she doesn't have a J name. Yeah, because Jack, John, and James went out to yeah to find him. So okay. if, if she had a name like say Juliet, maybe they'd let her go. Exactly. Um. Anyway, I think I think we lost Keith with the names there. That just <laughs> <laughs> fucking sailed right by him. <laughs> that's, that's crickets. Is it? It sounded like it sounded like recording on site again in Mexico. It sounded like bird song. Like whatever, man. All right. It sounds like yeah, geometry sounds- on a dry erase board. Yeah, or me out on my patio. <laughs> crickets. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. So, does do you think that Jack's just trying to keep Kate and Sawyer away from each other, or do you think he just really, or do you think he just really wants her to push the button? He doesn't trust anyone else. I. That's a good question. That was a very awkward scene, right? When he's just like so angry. No, you're not coming. You can't come. Um. I, I think there was two things at work. In his mind, he was telling himself, I need to protect Kate. But subconsciously, he wanted to keep her away from Sawyer. And I know it happens later, but how pissed was Saeed when he found out that he wasn't invited to the party? Uh, that was but, weird, but, right? He seems like he's got other shit going on, though. I, I don't think you invite Saeed on the hunting party right now. He's still grieving Shannon. Yeah, dude. He, like, looks like he didn't know what day it fucking was or where it, like, he, you know, he, he's he got other stuff going on. He leaves Wait, Saeed uh, out of it for now. Why is Hurley saying everyone also? He didn't go. Obviously, didn't not everyone. Because Hurley thinks that the, those main characters are everybody. Because he is the audience. Hurley is yeah. the audience. Yeah, everyone, right? That's that, that, It was funny, I guess. But yeah, like, I, oh, yeah, everyone, all the main characters went. I'm surprised you're not there. 
Well, uh, that that scene where we we then go back to the hunting party and we get my favorite line of the episode, at least one of two, where uh, John asks Sawyer, "Does any of this look familiar?" <laughs> and Sawyer goes, "Yeah, there's my favorite leaf." Like, <laughs> <that's what laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he calls him Mister Clean. That's that was that that's was later on, but still, that's yeah. That's funny. All right, so then we go back to the beach, and Jin gets a hat. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, yeah, this was a weird scene. Like, where did the hat come from? Well, I, I something interesting about this scene. But uh, so, so he gets a hat. Kate tells Hurley about Michael, and Hurley goes to the hatch, and Jin wants to find Michael, but Sun puts her foot down. So, did anyone catch the first thing that that was Sun said in the scene? No. Anyone? Anyone? Where's Kate? Or how's Kate? Nope. No. The first thing Sun says is the sun's very strong today. And then, bam! Sun puts her foot down very sun. Very strong. Got it. No kidding. Really? Yeah. Uh, That's pretty cool. You think they did that on purpose? You think that that was done intentionally? Or is that just coincidence? It's a very Uh, deliberate thing to say, though. It seems too word platey to or play e to not be purposeful. I mean, why else would she give him a hat? Yeah, what's the point of this scene? Like, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it is a fisherman <laughs> hat, and he is a fisherman. Yeah, no, I got it. It was very. That's why he was like, kind of snickering at it. But yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, then we go back to the hunting party. We're just gonna keep bouncing back and forth today, and. uh John seems to know where uh, Michael is going. So, Keith, I got a two-parter for you. Number one, where the hell is Michael going? And two, why does Jack want to stop him? Um, so where is he going? I mean, they and we know he's going, going to find, find Walt, find Walt but, right? But he was like going up Mount Vesuvius as a yeah. Apparently, he, he was going some- north. Yeah, he he got some information um, on the uh, the um, iMessage. Uh, computer. No, I was I was I was trying to think of what the uh, old school computers were called, like Instant uh, Messenger. AOL. IBM it was PC. Just, it was yes. Got it in like DOS. <laughs> yeah, da- ICQ DOS? Messenger. Yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, DOS. I, I, I think he it. got. I think he got some uh, info that was in between scenes the same time that he knocked out um, um, Locke, which I'll predict that scene that we're missing is going to come back in a future flashback that we're going to see later. Do any of us actually think he was talking to Walt? No one actually believes he was talking to Walt, do they? There's a possibility, right? I do. I think he is. Yeah. I did when I first watched it. Well, I guess yeah. everyone thinks he is. Well, cool. But regardless, he's thinking he's talking to Walt, right? Whether yeah, he is or not. He I mean, thinks he's talking to Walt. That, yeah. yeah, you're supposed to think he's talking to Walt, right? Yeah. Right, so he got some information, and he's probably going to a specific spot um, on the island, and maybe that's the others trapping him. I don't know, but he's he's going to wherever the computer told him to go. And then why is um, um, Jack stopping him? Um, I think just because Jack doesn't want him to be on his own and he just wants to protect everyone. That's the only reason I can. Is he a control freak? Or you think he's doing it just to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has a protection thing. Like he's like, all right, if if I'm going to go find him because, you know, he wants to, he doesn't want to lose another person on his watch. Well, not, it's not even just Michael, right? Because if Michael goes off half-cocked, kills a bunch of these others, what's to stop them from being like, all right, fucking revenge time, and then just picking off the rest of the group one by one? I mean, they already had an issue with people getting abducted and, and missing people and you know the other crew getting taken one by one by one. And maybe he's just trying to make them not piss them off. That's good. That's good thought, too, so. All right. Um, so then we go to another flashback. Christian goes to see Jack and he tells him to be careful, not to cross the line with uh, Gabriella. And then, then Jesse 
It seems to me like Christian is actually trying to protect Jack. So after everything we know about Christian, do you think that he is really trying to protect him? I think he's trying to protect the hospital. Is he acting as his yeah. dad here or his boss? Yeah, I think that he knows that Jack could not handle uh, cheating on his wife. Like that would like this cause him to spiral. And so he's trying to step in and just tell him to be careful, just point it out ahead of time. I like these scenes with Christian where he has like humanity because there's so much of the time that we see him that he's just kind of an asshole. Of shit. Yeah. But like the, the, these are the moments where like you could tell he loves his son. Like I don't think I don't know that he would have said that to another doctor. I mean, maybe he would. Well, but. that's <laughs> a weirdly personal line to take with a, a fellow physician who's not related to him. I mean, but still again, he's their boss. So maybe it's not, I don't know. It's, yeah, it, it, it's such a wild relationship. Their family, father and son, they're, they're both like kind of aware of each other's faults and they're surgeons together. Like it's a very, very interesting di- dynamic, but yeah, I think, I think, like it, you know, it, it was nice seeing this relationship where Christian is kind of acting fatherly in his own way. There's some there's some parts where I I didn't appreciate the way he phrased something or the the way he put it, but for the most part, I thought he was trying to look out for Jack. In this, well, I mean, he's an inhuman pile of shit, man. When he's imitating human behavior, it's always going to seem a little off, <laughs> right? Well, right. Why did he say, like, it might be okay for some people, but not for you? That that's, that was a, that's a holier than thou. He's like, hey, I can fuck whatever I want, but, like, I right? can't hack it. Well, I, that's how I took it. I was like, wow, this guy can put his dick wherever he wants. But he's like, my son definitely does not is not man enough to be sticking his dick anywhere except his wife. <laughs> I mean, I mean like, that's like a like a born again Christian kind of attitude, right? And he is a Christian shepherd, so yeah. I suppose it does fit. Well, why does he say it was okay for some people? I mean, that's that's a terrible thing. He should have said, "Yeah, I fucked up. I made a mistake." I'm. I'm well, it's not you know. even that he's saying like it's morally okay for some people. He's just saying I think more some people can handle it. I know, but you know, I didn't like that. That that. That way that he phrased it, I did not like, because even if he was trying to be helpful, it backfired. That that thing that he said, I think, made Jack want to be, you know, more rebellious. Essentially, mm. yeah. Well, you know what? Like, uh, let's let's jump to the next scene. I mean, the next uh, back on the island. The only thing we they're walking and we hear gunshots. So, and they run after Michael. So after that, we go back to Jack's flash flashback. Uh, Jack failed the surgery, and the Italian man died. Um, and Jack leaves the hospital. He runs into Gabriella in the parking lot. He consoles her, and they kiss. Keith, did this surprise you? Um, not really. I could actually see the, uh, I, I kind of felt like there was a little something between them in the first meeting. I don't know. Yeah. I, and, and, and he felt sorry for her loss. So he was very like emotionally involved in the situation. So he did not wait long to tell his wife about it either. No. And he now, didn't play that card we, correctly. I will, but, you know what? You know what? Let's talk about that later. Cause I got, I say, when we get to that scene, I got something else to say. I do too. I do. Well, I was going to say that, that just proves everything his dad fucking was saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, bro, it's okay for some people, but you are going to crack like an egg. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Right. And he did. He did. So, all right. So then uh, back to the hunting party and John apparently losing the trail. And he wants to go back. And Jack says, no. And they argue when they're interrupted by our old friend, Mr. Friendly. So, I mean, he seems to know. You say, all you say old friend, but how am I supposed to know who this is? Because we saw him when he stole Walt. Yeah, but I mean, he's not an old friend. At that time, he was an old, creepy rapist. 
true, but I'm, I'm using friend in a... Exactly, <laughs> Keith. Your kind of friend. <laughs> <laughs> There's no friend of mine stealing children off a boat. I'm pretty sure that's like your entire Rolodex is child thieves. <laughs> so uh, does... No, I don't live in West Virginia. Thank you. Just Indiana. <laughs> does, two, two questions for you. A, how did he know all their names? And B, if you were them, would you talk to him? Uh, first question, I think that, okay, it's a very good question because it, it indicates to me that they've got some kind of sophisticated operation. They've got files, they've got, you know, I like how files to you indicates sophisticated operation. (laughs) He is a lawyer. Yeah, but you're, you're also forgetting about Ethan. Yeah, yeah. They're organized. They're organized. That, that, that's what it means. It means they're sophisticated, I think, a little bit. They're they're not savages in the woods. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. They're not savages in the woods. They're, they're 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 playing a mental game. They're not just fucking they're not they're not, they're not like mindless rapists on boats. They yeah, are they're, rapists they're, on they're, boats with a plan. They're no. taxful, skilled rapists with long with an end game in sight. Keith, what do you think? Right. Okay, what do you okay. Think? So, so the question number two was: Would I talk to them? Yeah, of course. I would be trying to talk to them and trying to get as much information mm-hmm. at least as possible from having this conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, this isn't this is an extraction point for you. Like, you got to get what you can while you can. You know, assume that you know try and figure out after what you can really believe or not but oh yeah this is an opportunity that you you absolutely cannot yeah 100% agree this is like one of those things where you're like you don't know where the fuck you are what the fuck's going on so you have to get details that's a great speech future I was waiting for you to tell me that you didn't invent the rainy day you just own the best umbrella because that sounded exactly like you were pulling lines straight from almost famous (laughs) <laughs> and when I I, uh, I interviewed Jimmy Fallon back before the late night when I was in radio, and I did ask him about that quote. I'm like, that's like one of the greatest lines in movie history. He's like, I know, right? A gunner with a name <laughs> drop. Well, it is one of the greatest lines ever. I didn't invent the rainy day. I just don't have umbrella. All right. All right. So let's go back to my second favorite part of the episode. Jesse, we go to the hatch. And Hurley and Charlie are looking through records, and what do we find? A Geronimo Jackson album. Yes. Though they didn't listen to it, I was very disappointed. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why they didn't uh, throw, throw it up, on throw and uh, hear a little Dharma Lady. Anyone know what they were listening to? I, I, I'm not familiar with that music. I don't think. I was trying to pick it up. Do you have a clip? I, it looks like he, you have a clip. That you've got the. I've got a clip face. <laughs> uh, let's see. You, well, I have, you the, got the, I've got I have a clip, the, and I'm looking for it. I have the soundtrack. So nice. But yeah, that, that, that was a great scene. I love that scene. That is not it. Okay. Sounds like Dead Mouse. Fall on me by the. Sounds like James Taylor. Who said Dark Man? Yeah, totally. It does kind of remind me of James Taylor. Or the Eagles. It's no Geronimo Jackson. Anyway, so Jess, back to the hatch and Geronimo Jackson not being played. And then Hurley starts asking Charlie about that Libby chick. We're so excited about Hibby or Larley, whatever we're going to call Lurley. Um, but he thinks he has a chance with her. So he's looking for support from your boy, Charlie. But all Charlie does is change the subject about him. Jess, how good of a friend is Charlie to good old Hurley? Uh, not a good friend. Uh, <laughs> come on. Like, he should be supporting Hurley and Hurley and Libby, like that would just, you know, make the show like the greatest show of all time. Come on. 
Who doesn't want them hooking up? Remember, Hurley is the audience, and that means we're hooking up with Libby. <laughs> so, well. I was, yeah, yeah, Charlie was not supportive, was he? Well, Charlie's just a, an egotistical maniac and just turned it back yeah. on him. Charlie couldn't benefit from Hurley hooking up with Libby, so Charlie doesn't care. You know, well, I'll say, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to well, say that I've, I've always loved Charlie. And this is the first time in the show, I think, thanks to you, Jesse, I'm starting to dislike him a little. <laughs> yeah, they have to they have to set up the ridiculous storyline in the next episode. So they drop a little crumbs here and then they'll pick it up full force next week. But like, I think it's just because I love Don Moynihan. So I don't want to see like, I don't want to dislike a character that Dominic plays. But I think it's just the goodwill from Lord of the Rings and him and all. That's why people like Charlie so much. Cause but then they really haven't like realized that what a shitty I mean, character he, he is. He's the whole reason I watched this show, honestly. Wait, Charlie was in Lord of the Rings? Dude, I think we've had this discussion. <laughs> we've been Four over times. this. Like I know a couple <laughs> of times, man. It's it's a joke, man. Oh, oh I thought you were like <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fuck me. I just I just sell it so well. <laughs> no one sells stupid like you, Keith. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, coming from a guy that uh was almost gonna marry a Libby, I would say Hurley, go for it because they're wild. And <laughs> and I'll tell you what, my uh You've only been with one Libby though, right? You don't have that's a right. I, my yes, my my experience, and hopefully my wife doesn't listen to this podcast, but my experience <laughs> level is very limited but solidified. Your evidence seems highly anecdotal. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, of all these... One sample, well, a sample size of one. Of all these characters on Lost, Libby is the one I, I see the most because my wife watches General Hospital and uh, Cynthia Watros, I think is her name, she's on General Hospital. Let so, me ask, who else in this podcast has slept with a Libby? I, I, I've been with 10 and only half of them were freaks. Oh, whatever. So. <laughs> Yeah, but but uh, Fuch has some of that shibby, right, Fuch? Save that for another podcast, I guess. Shibby? What are you talking about? No, that's Shiba Inu. That's different. That's I know, different. but I'm... Shibby? <laughs> anyway. All right, so back, back to the powwow with Mr. Friendly. So he essentially threatens our our survivors, and we find out that the the others are like, there. there's a lot of others there, so... Friendly asks him to leave and never, never come back. And then Friendly says, since the dawn of our species, man has been blessed with curiosity. Jesse, where is that quote from? Do you know? An opening line from a speech of one Alvar Hanzo. Boom, that's why Jesse's on this show Boom. right here. Alvar Hanzo. And that line, uh, by he, the way, who is that? he is the guy that okay. started the Dharma Initiative. Uh, no, well, no, he, no, no, he, he funded. Gave, he gave. He funded the the groups, which was like a couple who then who were at uh, Ann Arbor in Michigan, and they're oh, the okay. ones who created the Dharma Initiative. After that, but he is the money man behind yes. uh, all of the Dharma Initiatives. That's awesome. And That's Jesse, awesome. where is that quote from? Uh, I'm not sure. It's from a fake web page that the producers made for. Uh, Oliver Hanso oh. Incorporated.com or something. Like that was like okay. the tagline on it. But that's, I'm so excited that you do that line. That's why you're on the show. Yeah. Jesse, you have earned your, uh, you have earned your uh, crickets today. He earned his parking space. <laughs> so, so Keith, what are your thoughts on the others after this scene? Are you, are you, you think they're just raping well, people after everything we've learned from the other 48 hours and this is your thoughts changing on who these people are. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I think they're just people that are just trying to defend their territory at this point, because I mean, especially from the speech that uh, Tom gave us or Mr. Friendly, as you like to call I like him. that you called him Tom. That made me very happy. <laughs> Yeah, so it means you're learning something on this podcast. Yeah, but I mean, at this point, I think they're saying, "Hey, this is our land. We're letting you live here, and if you just go away, we'll let you, we'll let you survive as long as you don't, um, you know, come into our area." So I think at this point, they're just trying to defend their territory, just like any other human would in 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 a 
an area where they're trying to defend their territory, right? It's I just, like they went full Brady Bunch with it. They're like, this is my side of the room. That's your side of the room. You don't come over on my side. Well, the best part was when they said light the torches and they all lit up and he was like, oh, shit. That's like somebody like literally saying in poker, you don't have anything. And they lay down a full house and you're like, oh, that was like, great. whoops. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, that moment, I think, was really, really like a it, everyone was talking about it. It was one of those game changing moments in the show at the time. But like. I have to disagree with you, Keith, on, you know, them being, you know, just trying to survive. If they were just trying to survive and trying to defend their territory in a kind of reasonable way, they should have started with this. They should have started with the negotiation, some send someone to, like, make contact, and, and, and then, you know, say, hey, here's here's the dividing line. You can't come across the, the, the line. Instead, they fucking, you know, terrorize them. They, they, they what it, wait, wait, wait. What did, what did they do, though? Did they kill anybody? They raped Walt or took. They, they didn't rape the him. All they did was all they did they was blew take up him. The boat we, and left, they blew up the right. boat, left. I mean, they did shoot he did him. He did try and, and kill Charlie. Dead. He hung Charlie. Yeah, that, that's yeah. really evil. Yeah, all that shit is so evil. And they and hung terrible. Charlie. Wait, did I miss an episode? Yeah, no, that was. I forgot about that. That was back in season one, way, you know, kind of like towards the beginning. Uh, you see, Charlie. but that was those are just booby traps. Those weren't them actually. No, like, no, I think he hung him. Now, yeah, what, no, what that was, was like yeah. Ethan like strung him up or something. Remember? And what about Nathan? Nathan was the other guy, right? The or guy Nathan? Yeah, yeah. Well, it so was, it's one. called. It's oh, called Goodwin, Goodwin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know it's okay. Okay, it's sending a message, but this is not what. If I'm just defending my territory, I'm not doing that this is not de- defense but goodwin is- killed one also i think that guy's name was nathan i think goodwin broke yeah, his yeah. neck let's old- just say dos i'm not saying that they're like the church uh and they're like the nuns that are going around preaching the gospel they're still a bad group of people but their reasoning is that they're trying to defend their territory well, let me ask you something keith could could it be possible spoiler alert possibly could it be possible that these others are actually the good guys? That, you know, they are actually, like, protecting something? Or, you know, I mean, they're, we're meant to believe they're the bad guys because we... Yeah, I mean, it's possible because who knows what side that anybody's on at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, what are... What are our like? What if our survivors are fucking with their their main plan of protecting the island or something huge, big like that? Right, exactly. Like, what if there is something you know that we? But don't you have know? to look at it. You have to look in the perspective of the show. We think that everybody that we're watching is the heroes, right? Well, right. I say everyone's the hero of their own story, right? We're right. Just so we we don't know their perspective exactly. So, yes, from the perspective that we have, they're the enemy and our guys are the heroes. So it could totally be flopped, and we don't know that. Because that happened the same thing when the guys from the the tailies came into perspective. We thought they were the enemy, and they weren't. So I, I could totally see that, Gunner. Although, Keith, you do lose a lot of moral high ground when you kidnap like a child from some raft survivors, shoot them, leave them for dead, and blow up the raft. Like, Maybe they were going to provide him. Maybe, but maybe they were going to provide him food and a way of life and educate him. And like, maybe they have a school of. uh, Yeah, but you don't start. Let me say. Let me point out something else. The way to get that. Let me point out another thing. Take your boy. The kids from the tail section were also taken, so maybe it has something to do with kids. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, if if they end up having a, a higher learning education spot, nah, this yeah. island's fucking run and by. And by the way, we friendly. know another kid that was taken too. Anyone remember who the other kid that was taken? They're whatever from the tail. Oh yeah, right? it, it was that lady's uh, Danielle kid. Rousseau's kid. Yeah. So we know that they take kids now. So maybe they are good. Maybe they're just giving them a good education. Or they're taking the kids for nefarious purposes. Usually when someone's kidnapping children in the middle of the Exactly. Okay. Usually if you're ripping a child away from their family, you are doing harm to that child. Is it possible that that Walt is in a better place than he was with Michael? Michael doesn't want to be a father anyway. the, The way they're going about it is wrong. Put it that way. 
Maybe maybe Walt told him on the message that, hey, come over here. They're really good to me. And you These rapists are fun, Dad. You should the, end, the ends don't seem to justify the meme. Yeah, I, I, yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, you called him Mr. Friendly, so I have to assume that he's really well, that's, But that's his name. Rapist name. Okay, well, that's... All right, so this, this episode's almost I, over. I haven't we witnessed got... any wait, no, rape. I don't know what you're talking rapist, about. Like a name it's like, like when you call it's, it's it's like when you call a giant Rottweiler that's you know a guard dog tiny to be ironic. Yeah, yeah, but did I miss did I miss the episode of rape? I didn't see any rape. He has very friendly hands. That, oh, it's coming. Okay. All right. So we got we only got a couple more scenes left. So we go back to and these are quick. So we go back to Jin and Son. He tells her that he didn't like being told what to do, and she admits that she didn't like it either. Anyone can answer this. Is this scene only there for us to now love Jen, like to prove bad guy Jen from the first season is gone, now we have good guy Jen? Was there any other reason for this scene? Uh, Kill time. Was this the uh, cool hat bro uh, scene? No, that was earlier. That oh, was yeah, when she... That's This is in reference to that scene, so... Then we go back to, we get a quick scene of Jack and Kate, um, you know, kind of apologizing. But then we go back to uh, the big flashback where Jack goes home to Sarah, tells her about the kiss. He tells her that he's going to fix it. She tells him she's leaving him. I've never seen a um, a couple um, talk about both of them basically seeing other people or having a um, something happen and then walk out that quickly. That was way too rushed in my opinion. Well, she was going to leave him. Like she even mentioned, No, I, I, I agree, but I'm like just saying when he came I, home. Even had he not mentioned the kiss, she was going to break up with him right there. I know, but there was no fighting. There was no shouting. Yes. It was just like, all right, see you later. The, and then the accept- yeah, the I mean, eventually you're going to get easy. to a point when it's just over. I mean, yeah, I mean, Julie Bowen's a special guest star, so they can't pay her for another episode. They got to wrap it up. right? Yeah, but they could have had a fight and then she stormed out and said, fuck you, I'm out. Or something to make it seem like they were real human beings ending a committed relationship, not like two people that like realized their restaurant ran out of their favorite meal. Like they were just like, oh, bummer. Now, if if he didn't admit to uh, to kissing the girl, you think she would have admitted to um, seeing somebody else, or she would have just said, "I can't handle this. I'm out." I think she would have said it anyways. That was her like. It, that was her like. There's no salvaging this. I'm already fucking someone else. Kind of move. Yeah. So she also that- tells Jack that he always needs someone to fix. Does is that true? Oh. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, what? Yeah, the, the 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 his reaction to that was just so so visceral. Like that was the thing that hurt him the most to to hear that. But I didn't well, really... of course it was. That was that was the most cutting because their entire relationship was just he had to fix her, and now she was fixed. So now he's bored. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you're right. You know, the whole thing was very. Um, it was very deep. Um, oh, and that's why he kissed that girl because he's trying to fix her broken heart. Yeah, she she was her uh, dad. That's good, dad right? Trying to fix her, so he just moved on to the next fixy thing. Now he's trying to fix Kate because she's all fucking broken. It's very pathetic. Like work on yourself, man. Why didn't he try to fix uh, Sawyer because he's broken? Because she he doesn't have a vagina. Well, he has a butthole. Well, we can assume we can assume we've never seen it. I was going to say, I I mean, he's got a little Sawyer, too. Yes, Keith, (laughs) these are true statements, but I I just. uh, okay, I guess just deserted islands. Do what you got to. And then the final. We don't know what it's like. We can't imagine what it's like. You got a deserted island. The final scene in this episode is when Jack goes to see Anna Lucia and he asks her how long it'll take to train an army. I have nothing to say about that. Do you guys have anything to say about that? Well, yeah. I mean, I think it sets it up for the next episode. Like he's ready to fight back, right? Mm-hmm. I think they need I to try. Like, they need to go oh, for I, special ops. I feel this. like you have nothing to say, Gunner, because anything you say will give anything away. 
But even okay, even <laughs> if they have an army, I I don't remember what happens next. But as as uh, as uh, um, Jesse smiles in the corner, so. I just yeah, I just it, it like can only it be an army yeah. of what? It'd be an army of twenty five people. No, yeah, I like say, that Jesse? Vincent is now off leash and she has like control over the dog and he can uh, do whatever he wants. So that's what I like. <laughs> All right. Well, who is ready for some Darleton? I got a couple uh, quick clips here uh, from Darleton that uh, I thought were entertaining. So we can uh, play them. Uh, there you go. A couple quick clips. Um, can I ask you a question? I, I wish you would Carlton, please. Uh, CG bird. Uh, I wonder if she's any computer generated bird. No, I just wonder if she's related to the Hurley bird. (laughs) It's quite possible. Hurley, there it is again, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) This is like you should. There should be a prize. I I should be. I should just be in sound effects. I think that's uh, that would be far far superior. You sure should be. Um, Damon, does not pressing the button deactivate the island's invisibility? Well, Carlton, I don't even know where to begin answering that question, CG bird. Uh, but uh, does not pushing the button deactivate the island's invisibility? Is that the question? Yes. So, for, in order to in a nutshell, that's in, it. In order to answer that question, first we must assume that the island is in fact invisible. That's and right. And that pushing the button, in fact, deactivates something. That's right. I would say uh, that. Uh, boy, that's like that's one of those tricky sort of Effley Bailey questions that by answering it, I am, in fact, admitting to the fact that the island is invisible. Right. And that the not pushing the button deactivates or something. I, I okay. would actually... So let me ask you uh, what Jack's tattoo means. Oh, I, that... Well, that would... It, it, I, I would love to answer that one too, Carlton, but in I, a- answering that question, I, really I would wanna, have to tell you that Jack's tattoo means something. Uh, I really want to know <laughs> what that mark stands for on the shark's tail. Now, now, there's a question that I can't answer. It is, in fact, the Dharma Initiative logo, and how it got onto a shark is uh, is a question that's sort of wrapped into the invisibility, alleged indivis- invisibility, or indivisibility of the island. All right, so is this island invisible, Keith? Is that what they're telling us in this podcast? No, they're laughing at someone's ability to think it was invisible. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Uh, But yeah, I love their non-answering of questions. Silly stuff like Jack's tattoos. Like they'd ever give us a whole episode on that. Uh, All right. Well, uh, what is is up with Jack's tattoos? Don't spoil everything. (laughs) It's a treat. That's all I'm going to say. So I, am, I, okay, am I allowed to start Googling Jack's tattoos? No, don't. No, it, don't. It'll, no. It's, it is. Um, it is. Honestly, this is all I'll say about it. Uh, Keith, one of the most iconic episodes of life. Would you say iconic? Is that the word? Jess, that we're. Yeah. Yeah. It's up there. It's, it's one of the most important. I, I, I'll say it's controversial. Very controversial. It's yeah. And it has what? Ming-Na Wen. Is that the one? Or Ming-Na by Ling. By Ling, one of the, the one the one that was in Star Wars and get, got naked and they cut her scenes because she got naked in Playboy <laughs> holding a lightsaber. So um I got one more question. Uh so one more question for Darleton. Guys, this is the moment I've been waiting for. You guys ready? On behalf of Balloonatic Uno, um who asks this Fantastic. Carlton. Will there eventually be episodes where characters that we have not been introduced to yet, such as Janelle, will come into play and we will see some flashbacks about them? I ask with hope of learning about all 48 survivors of the middle section of Oceanic Flight 815. Who is Janelle? <laughs> well, that, that to me is the real intriguing part of Balloonatic Uno's question. Because if there's one question that I've asked time and time again is, can we learn more about Janelle? What makes Janelle tick? Who is Janelle? What does Janelle look like? Why have I never heard of Janelle? That's funny. Most people ask me why Hurley's not losing any weight. Yeah, that's that's the number one question on the on the list. I would have to say, well, you know, you're going you're going to ask me the question, then you're going to answer it. Yeah, I okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You answer it. Janelle is my favorite lost character, and even though Damon doesn't know anything about Janelle yet. 
Janelle will be an extremely important part of seasons three through six, and uh, ultimately will rise to become the ruler of the island and all of its surrounding kingdoms. Believe it or not, I think Janelle might be referred to in a line of dialogue in the show. Like, it's one of those lines where it's like, get Scott and Janelle, you know? Scott's dead, isn't he? I think Steve's dead. Steve dead? I'm not sure. (laughs) All right, well, I I guess the question is answered, and and Janelle's... uh, the and fact now you, that she is a linchpin in future episodes of Lost has now, now been revealed. That's right, and, and you also realize that you know more about Lost than we do. All right, guys, is it safe to say that Janelle is the famous sexy blue striped shirt girl? Can we call her Janelle now? I mean, is that who it is? I, I mean, they've never heard of Janelle. Can we not? It's possible. Can it's we possible. not call her Janelle? You can't rule it out. But we don't have enough information to confirm. And boy, I, I mean, was Gunner, looking for her in those. Call fl- her whatever the hell you want. I mean, <laughs> who's to stop you? Yeah, can can we just never reference sexy blue short girl or Janelle again? Like, can we just do <laughs> I'm that? Good with that. Well, before we uh, we make that uh, distinction, have you guys ever seen Free Guy? Yes. So in Free Guy, the uh, main character is blue shirt guy. Yes, yes. He is. is that a reference to sexy blue shirt girl? It might be. It might be. I, I saw that, and that's all I could think of is the blue shirt girl, and maybe they get together in a in the in the um, sequel. Maybe. What's the only thing that could be better than that? <sighs> it's that time of the show, guys. It was a tough surgery. Where we pay homage to those that we lost today. It wasn't the fun bloodbath of our previous episode. <laughs> Do like bloodbaths. But there was some loss in this episode. First and most obvious, Angelo Bassoni. You really didn't have a chance anyway. But your uh, your death gave our good friend Jack a little lip action. So <laughs> thanks for that. Thanks for dying in stride, I guess. And one gigantic, huge death. Anyone catch Jack's what marriage? the other one is? <laughs> yeah, Jack's marriage. Yeah, the death. Of Sarah and Jack Shepherd's holy matrimony. <sighs> Only good news is, well, I guess Sarah Shepherd really isn't free because she's already got a boyfriend. Yeah, she's uh, she's already shacked up with someone else. I hope it's uh, the guy from Modern Family because I'm a big Ty Burrell fan. Happy for him to get some action. But, uh, yeah. Angelo, Jack, and Kate's marriage. Ja- whoa, whoa, whoa. Jack and Sarah's marriage. We whoa, Jack's you. marrying uh, Future's dog? What? <laughs> he no. loves, loves them bitches. <laughs> oh. guys well that is episode 11 not quite fast i have one thing to add oh did we really go in on depth on um on um, kate getting um held at gunpoint and and jack's um reason for laying the guns down i feel like we kind of brushed over that i guess we kind of did you have thoughts no, I just was wondering, like, if it was anybody else on the island, but he had not done it. I mean, no, nah, he would have done it for anyone. Are people really afraid of a luger? I mean, I it's mean, a bullet. They are. But the- my my thought is that he has, like, after the episode before where they were making out, like, he has a special relationship with Kate. So. So if that was, say, our good friend. Blue striped shirt, aka Janelle. You think he would have said, "Ah, you can kill her." No, I, there's no way. He He's has got to save your complex. He's got to save everybody. 
Yeah, but I think Locke's the opposite, and Locke was the guy that was telling him to set the guns down. So, well, Locke, well, Locke they were surrounded. Locke is only no, no, interested. Locke didn't know that at first. That was before the torches came up. I think Locke would give a body if it was for the island. Yeah. Like if he thinks the island is telling him to give to to kill. No, that's what I'm saying. Locke knew something before everybody else did. So, any other final comments about this episode? No. Jesse, tell us about next week. How awesome! I I think it's the worst episode in the run of Lost. So. So guys, anybody else agrees with so me? So what is it? A, is it That's a Charlie episode a coming? It is. It is a Charlie episode. So guys, oh. come back. You got to come back next week and find out why. Come on, Jesse's. He's so lovable. Yeah, he loves future everything. Will ta- future will talk me into it being the greatest episode. Of <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, I can guarantee you that Charlie doesn't die because otherwise <laughs> you would say it was the best episode of Lost ever. So. <laughs> You can't kill Charlie off. Sound he's like, reasoning. Yeah. He's like one of the most important characters on the show. Come important. On. Is, he, is he though? Well, I what mean, does he, he do? No, he like took the place of the least important character when Shannon died. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who is Future? Who is your uh your hatred towards now? Or do you not have anyone yet? I mean, it, there's no hatred. There's definitely just dislike. Like I dislike Charlie. I don't hate Charlie, um, but I do find him insufferable. Now, if it was Billy Boyd playing him instead of Dominic Moynihan, would you like him because of his cute little accent more? Uh, no. Second breakfast. Come on. It's definitely not going to help the situation. I know Hurley would be all about second breakfast. Rose is still up there as my most hated character. Gosh damn you, Keith. How do you not love Rose? <laughs> she's she's just, she's pointless. Just wait. You're pointless. Just wait. Till the, sh- all she does is done laundry all the time. Well, it's not pointless. It's more. Yeah, she she serves an important role on the island. Who wants to walk around in dirty me? No, undies? that's great. No, but this one. is not a show about everybody's dirty undies. This is a show about the show is. And you know why it's not a show about other laundry. people's dirty laundry? Because Rose is there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's the unsung that, hero sorry, of loss. It doesn't interest me in the show. So. She has obviously been is, making is, mad, is mad love to laundry. Bernard for the last two episodes because we haven't seen them. They're in, they're in um, Shannon and Saeed's Love Shack. Love Shack. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next week for, was it Fire and Ice? Is that what it's called, Jess? Fire and Water. Fire and Water. Okay. All right. Love you guys. We'll see you <laughs> next week. Charlie episode. Jesse's favorite. See you next week, guys. Later. Peace. See you. Big Mike.